What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. You are listening to the podcast where we talk with marketing executives from around the world to hear their stories about how they've grown in their careers and how they've helped grow companies. Today, I'm sitting with Amisha Gandhi. She is the SVP of Marketing at Tipalti. We get into a conversation about her experience and now how her and her team approach being customer-centric, focusing on the entire customer experience and how they've actually built that up and started to build communities. So I love this conversation. Amisha is a great guest and has a ton of experience. I think you're going to enjoy it. But before we get into it, as always, we put on this show here at Cave. We are an agency based out of LA that helps companies grow with, you guessed it, social media. If you need help with anything social media, reach out to us at cavesocial.com. All right, sit back, relax, enjoy this episode. What's up, my beautiful marketing people? I want to welcome Amisha Gandhi to the show. She is joining us from Tipalti. She is the SVP of marketing over there. Amisha, how are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? I am doing great. We had a great chat before we hit record, and I'm excited to get into this episode. Talk all things marketing, really, how we can look at you know growth and being more connected to our customer and really looking at their journey. But before we do that, I want to pass the mic to you, let you kind of set the table for the listener. Talk us through your journey in marketing. How did you get to Tipalti? What's Tipalti do? Like, walk me through. I know you got a cool story about kind of like having a sign, like, hey, I got to take this job. Like, walk me through that journey so far, and then we'll get into it. Sure. I'm excited to be here and talk to you. And I think, you know, everyone's career and journeys are different, right? And I think mine is probably a little bit more different because I didn't start in marketing. I didn't study marketing. I'm admittedly a med school dropout. I went and I left my well-paying job in research to go work in marketing. And that really, for me, started off leaving my well-paying job and going to a temp agency because nobody would hire me. And I ended up at a startup called City Search. And so they did online city guides and they started in one city in North Carolina and I joined them then. And I really enjoyed that ride. And I was there for a couple of years and I did all different things in marketing, but to work in marketing, you had to do some sales. So that was a really good website. It was just, they constructed websites in different cities and created communities. So, you know, that's why I always believe in community and content, just probably from working in that company, but took the ride. The company went public. It was really great. I did every job, I think, in marketing possible from operations to sales support, to content, to writing ads and things. Then I went to advertising agencies and ended up in public relations. And then I ended up at SAP for 11 years. And I started in communications and their global communications group ended up running uh, part of mobile product marketing. And then, you know, my claim to fame is that I got fired from SAP because they got rid of their mobile group. And I said, well, I want to do influencer marketing. I want to do it here at SAP. And so I actually launched influencer marketing on the B2B side, probably about seven years ago when I don't think anybody was doing this up IBM for social. So I launched influencer marketing there. And like I said, that's my claim to fame as most people know me and did that on the B2B side, which is very different than B2C. And that allowed me to really deconstruct at a large place like an SAP, the customer journey or customer experience as now we're all calling it the new buzzword. 
And that really catapulted me looking at across all of marketing, all the jobs I've done, all the stuff that was happening at SAP, and how do we kind of keep it connected and really made me think of marketing as it's a puzzle and we're putting together the right puzzle, right, to get the right business growth for the companies that we're at. And this opportunity to Palti came up in their high growth SaaS fintech company in the payables global automation space. And so that seemed very interesting, exciting. And we were talking before this, you know, as I was thinking about my career change and just being able to look at marketing as a puzzle, and this would be an opportunity to do so and help really grow and innovate with a company was, you know, my husband, you know, we do payouts. And so he's a supplier and I was thinking about it and he actually got paid by Tapalti by one of our ad tech platforms at Tapalti. And so for me, that was a sign like, okay, you know, this is real. They're paying everyone. So I want to join in. So that's a little bit about my story and how I ended up, you know, in a leadership position at Tapalti. I love it. I love hearing the journey. I love those little, you know, moments that are so they're cool, for lack of a better word, right? Like, it's just so cool. And you're like, oh, you saw it. Oh, I tangibly saw the service go through. Okay, I want to be part of that. I want to be part of something new, something that's, you know, pushing innovation and get a fresh start. So that's amazing. Now, when you're at Tipalti, right? And this is something we talked a little bit about off air, but I want to dive into really for marketers and people who are sitting in a marketing position, a growth position, honestly, really affects customer service sales. Anyone who's customer facing when it comes to either creating material or doing face-to-face with customers, thinking about, and I want to talk, get your opinion on like how we can grow and really like widen our scope, right? Take the blinders off because I think it's so easy to get caught up in like, oh, I'm just creating a piece of content. Oh, I'm just doing a follow-up. Oh, I'm just doing that. Talk to me about the importance of seeing the bigger picture, you know, and also like if there's any steps or things that you've done maybe that help you do that, like, okay, I take remove myself or, or what may that be? But I'd love to hear how you do that. So when you think about it, right, in marketing, this is we're like, oh, you know, we have a campaign and we're going to change the world and it's going to be, you know, we have to accept that. We look at our business goals. We know we have to get the leads. We have to do all these things, right? And then you look at the business as a whole. And I think everyone is now talking about this whole customer experience piece, right? But they talk about it from marketing. They talk about it from sales or from, and then they talk about it from your customer service or customer success, right? And then you talk about it in product, right? But there is this connectedness of someone that's an actual customer, either B2B or B2C, right? Especially on the B2B side. What is my experience from the time I'm prospect to the time I become a customer to the time, hopefully, they become an advocate, right, for your business? What is that? That's all happening, but it's happening within the teams and maybe even marketing within the teams, right? So you're right. When somebody's taking a look, you know, when you start thinking about your plan, maybe I'll take it from the marketing point of view just to start with is map it out. What are you doing? Okay, this is great, Q1. Where does it fit in the customer journey? We know it's not linear, right? But what part of it is it? And you start mapping it out and you then you might say like, hey, this campaign isn't truly connected or integrated, right? So how do we actually integrate and connect that together, right? It needs to be done in a certain way if we really want to be connected or somebody's going to get an email that leads them to some, you know, white paper, ebook, podcast or whatever it is that you're offering is your offer, right? And they're interested in it. They go there. Okay, that seems right. But then what's the next step? And how does that help them educate them, inform them, delight them, whatever it is that you're doing, and then get somewhere else. And then when it goes over to sales, right, is it the right outreach sequence? Is it following suit, right? So you want to create that, but you also have to plan for it. 
No, you're so right, right? This is one of those things that it doesn't matter if you're sales, customer service, if you're marketing, but understanding how connected it is. I also think from a business leadership standpoint, like you said, planning it out, right? And mapping what we think is our customer journey, really taking a look at, hey, what is the experience that I think the customer's gonna have? But then two, following up with the customer and saying, okay, what did you actually have? And then using data to come in and being like, oh, this was actually where they dropped off. They might've self-reported that they did this, but the data shows us this. Now that experience comes into play where we're able to go, okay, I'm gonna make three educated guesses about you know the customer experience and, and how I can do the adjustments. I think the same thing happens too, and this is just kind of coming to me now on the internal side, right? Is like somebody comes in as a new staff member on anything, new sales, new marketing, new customer service, ops, and what's their journey like? That first week, second week, when do they go from employee to team member to advocate out helping recruit for the business? It's the same thing if we look at this, the same thing from the staff side of things over to that customer side, right? How do we take you from customer to client to really advocate, right? And brand defender as well. It's so interesting you say that, right? Because I think in marketing or in comms or whatever piece you're in, right? And if you're in product marketing, you're going to know the get to know the product inside out. It doesn't mean everyone in demand like may not know it at that level, right? That somebody in product marketing might know, but as just an employee coming in, you know, are you training so they understand who you're reaching out to? Why do you exist? Why is it important to that customer, right? And then what's the value prop that you have and what's the right story that you're telling externally, but then internally, right? How How is that all playing together? So when you're talking to customers, here's our storyline, right? If you want to talk about product, here's how you take that story down. It layers down, right? So how do you do that so that eventually all, you know, some of your employees become your SMEs, right? As well. Yeah. I say this too. I say this with my team, you know, we're an agency, but I tell everyone, I say, look, I'm never going to make any of you hold you to a sales figure, but everyone is on the sales team. Everyone's on the retention team. Everyone's on the marketing team. If we know the mission and where we're trying to go, and if you don't, that's my fault. If you just think, hey, I'm making a piece of content for it, or I'm just, we're starting a podcast, but we're not running any ads. What's the point? Okay, let me walk you through why we have the podcast. Let me show you actually what this does for us. Okay, great. And now there's more understanding. And to your point, it's like people the internal team can start to become advocates and they don't even know because it'll happen so organically. What's the first question you ask somebody when you meet them at a networking event or out? Hey, so what do you do? Yeah, oh. what do you do? Oh, where are you? What? Oh, what yeah. is that? I'm not familiar. Whatever it is, right? Yeah, that's true. It, and that's your elevator pitch, right? And so is there an elevator pitch for 15 seconds, right? Or 10 seconds and then 30 seconds or whatever it is and make it relatable, right? So you have that little bit in your back pocket. But, you know, for me as a marketer, and I do encourage everyone is like, okay, everyone's into data and this, there's also an art and science, but if you really know your topic well, so I always think about, you know, when I joined SAP, I did their sales training. I think I was one of the very few people marketing and I went through the entire sales training. And I didn't know anything about ERPs when I joined SAP, you know? So I went into that and I think it definitely made me a better marketer and I understood. And then talk to your customers, spend time with them and get to know what their whole world looks like, not just their world with your product, right? Because we don't build things that way anymore, right? 
I love that I like one doing the sales training and it speaks to something else that, it, you know, maybe listener you're there and you're like, well, I'm in a small company. We don't have sales training. Okay. Go talk to the sales team. See what are they selling? Sit in on a sales call, ask for a recording of the sales call. Go take the person who's closing the most business and see what are the three things they're talking about on their sales call. Okay. Are you fulfilling that? And is the product messaging saying those so that we're aligned with sales. Okay, cool. Then go talk to the CSR with the most one and dones and go say, okay, how are they handling complaints? How are they handling those? Because that's going to, oh, we missed that in our communication. There was a fault, you know, the expectation didn't line up with reality. Yeah, see it out in the wild. See what it mm-hmm. does in the wild because maybe some things you thought aren't, you know, this is resonating more than this. And that's always good to see, right? Yeah, it's so crucial. We had somebody on the show that did storage containers, right? And you have an app and you can see your storage container. And they're like, oh, they thought the app was so revolutionary and, and it helped for the younger generation. But then they actually talked to the older generation that was using their product. And the older generation just said, oh, we just like that you come pick it up because we can't lift the boxes. And it's like, oh, we never okay. would have known that unless we actually like asked y'all, why do you like this? Right. And it's like, oh, you're a delivery service. Like, that's the value prop here. But we can make our best guesses in the world, but without getting that, you know, that firsthand knowledge from the customer service team, the sales team, other executives, customer. It helps you with the connectedness of it all because then you can sort of see, like, okay, now this is what is resonating. This is how it should be. Or maybe this is how it shouldn't be. Right. Like you're like you're talking about in that last example. I think that's important. So it's so, so important. And, and I want to move this now to community, right? And talk about really the power of this and what it can do. So I'm interested on like community building is, I think it's right there with customer experience and buzzwords of like the last year, everyone's like community building, community building. And then I always try to like press for like, how do we measure community? How do we define it? What is that? Is there some minimum amount? If you have, what's the best way to facilitate it? Like, I just love to kind of hear how do you approach or maybe, yeah, approach like community building, community maintenance, I would also say is another part of it, or, you know, maintaining it and maintaining that growth. But if we, yeah, if we look at like Topalti, for instance, is there something y'all are doing around community building that you're like, okay, this has been really successful? Yeah, I think, you know, this past year, we launched a customer community, right? And so we really wanted to start there, you know, before we jump into other types of communities, right? Why do we exist? You know, what do we do, you know, with our customers? And so we launched it and we, you know, kind of launched it with our customers. We said, we're going to do this. We have a platform. We're thinking this would be a value to you. Do you find value in this? Where would you find value? Why would you want to come? You know, what do you think you, and we started asking those questions, then we constructed around that, right? Whereas I think whether it's an external or a customer community, what have you, I think people look at it and say, oh, wow. Okay. How many leads are we going to get? Oh, how can we get people to buy more stuff? And if you approach it that way, you're not going to really create a community. You're just creating another channel to market and no one's going to want to be a part, really part of that, right? In order to, con- you know, you want to make an advocate and you want them to feel, right? Every customer should be part of your community. If you started having that kind of mental shift and mindset, if you will, right? That speaks to growth mindset and community mindset, if you want to talk about it, right? How do you get to that community mindset? It's by asking people that you want to think you want in your community, what they're looking for, what they might be missing. You know, is it a place to create career advice or mentor mentee, or is it a place to get educated more or to become more modern? What is their pain point that they feel they could get out of a community? 
And then you start building it that way. It doesn't have to be thousands of people, right? It could be a small, powerful community where you're really providing a lot of value. Like in this case with our customers, right? We have a few hundred now in the community, but it's a build. And then it has to evolve as the community is interacting. They should be dictating what it's about versus the people running it. We're here to facilitate. So think of yourself as facilitators and have a community mindset. I love that. The being the facilitator. Hey, we're just here to build the stadium, but y'all got to go inside and play and play basketball and do the game and talk and thinking about it in that way, giving people a, you know, a safe place, a vetted place where they can come through and share experiences is so important. Yeah, I love this, Amisha. Now, before I let you go, where can people find out about Tapalti and connect with you online? Um, come see me on LinkedIn. I'm also on Twitter, but you know, LinkedIn is always the best place for business, right? Especially B2B. And then I'm also on Instagram at Amisha Cooks because I like to cook and it's all about food. If you want to about food, you can connect with me there. If you want to talk about marketing and business and connectedness, you know, find me on LinkedIn. And then with Tapalti, we're at tapalti.com. Amazing. I'm going to put links to all those. I'm also going to bold the cooks account because I need to follow more cooking accounts. I'm a novice, but I'm trying to get into it. So I love it. And I appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time.